Good morning, everyone. Kermit the Frog once said, wait for it. Kermit said, it's not easy being green. And in fact, this is the first Sunday in many Sundays that we actually see green for the first time as we enter into this ordinary period of our liturgical year. But really, when you think about it, there's nothing ordinary about it as we continue to contemplate Jesus' teachings and healings as we delve more deeply into the mystery of Jesus Christ. And as we meditate on the Gospel of Luke, we kind of have to consider that for Luke, it's all about the journey. In fact, people are in constant motion. Here's just a few examples. Mary goes to visit Elizabeth as she is expecting child with John the Baptist. You have Mary and Joseph who have to go to Bethlehem to complete the census and to bear the Christ child in the manger. Mary and Joseph would have to flee Bethlehem for Egypt to save the Christ child from Herod. They would return once again to take up a home in Nazareth. They would lose the child Jesus in the temple in Jerusalem for three days as Mary thought that he was with Joseph and Joseph thought that he was with Mary and they had to track back to Jerusalem to find him, leaving the caravan behind. And then they would take the child Jesus up for Passover as they were very devout. But really, the ultimate journey that Luke wants to focus on, in fact, one-third of the Gospel of Luke is focused on this journey, begins with today's scripture reading. When the days of Jesus' being taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem. He would enter Jerusalem, greeted with palms and celebration. He would be dragged out of Jerusalem to walk the way of the cross, suffer and die on Calvary Hill, die, and be buried. But then, of course, to rise and ascend back to the Father. My friends, no servant is above his, his or her master. And so if Jesus resolutely walked towards Jerusalem for the Paschal Mystery, then each and every one of us that are counted as Jesus' disciples is also called to walk towards Jerusalem. Not growing tired, not growing slack, but with courage and conviction. Nothing would keep Jesus from fulfilling the Father's will. And in the Gospel of Luke, you are never going to hear the words, retreat or defeat. Jesus never looks back. He's always looking forward. 
And he will not give in, he will not give up until the will of his Father is accomplished. The same for each and every one of us. The trick is that we have to kind of repicture what the road to heaven looks like. For many of us, we might think that the road to heaven is like 95, a super lane highway connecting the entire East Coast. Easy to travel, 70, 80 miles per hour, not a problem at all. Perhaps some think that the road to heaven is like 140, connecting Westminster with the Baltimore Beltway and other towns along the way. Or maybe it's like Route 97, a nice country drive between Westminster and Littlestown. But when you really think about it, as Jesus continues to tell us time and time again that we are not meant for this world, that we are claimed for him, the road to heaven is not so much a road as it is a terrain. And we are more not like driving cars, but all-terrain vehicles, navigating the obstacles, the mountains, the valleys, the off-roading life of what it means to be a Christian. Because the road to heaven is that steep mountain pass, that eye of a needle, where it is difficult, treacherous, and takes a lot of courage in order to traverse. As Pope Benedict would say, the Christian, the disciple of Jesus Christ, we are not meant for comfort, rather we are called to greatness. We are not meant for comfort, we are meant for greatness. That means we have to be willing to do some off-roading as followers of Christ. Here's a little story by another preacher to kind of illustrate the point. And the preacher said this, the church was undergoing persecution in a certain country. The Catholics of one village gathered together for the Eucharist in their church. Suddenly, their door loudly burst open. Standing before them was a soldier menacing a gun. He shouted, If you do not really believe in your Christ, get out immediately to save your lives. A number of people slinked out, one by one, and headed for the door. The soldier kicked the door after them. Then he said to those remaining, I too believe in Jesus. We are better off without these people. The moral of the story, we cannot be just good weather Christians. When everything is comfy and cozy, when everything is easy, when the road ahead is known, when it asks nothing of us to be a disciple, but rather we are called to be a disciple of Christ precisely when times get difficult, when we cannot see around the next curve, when life throws sometimes the harshest conditions at us, 
And we are called to have faith and trust in Jesus Christ as we take the next step. Life in this world for the Christian, for the Catholic, is not going to be easy. And as we've talked about, the closer we get to Christ, the more difficult our life in this world becomes. But when we face those obstacles and those hardships, the Christian does not know the word defeat. The Christian does not know the word retreat. My friends, like Christ, in his journey to Jerusalem, we have to be resolute in our journey towards the heavenly kingdom. How blessed we are to be claimed for Christ. And here's the trick. Once we're claimed for Christ, we cannot look back. We cannot go back to our former ways or go back to our former self at a time when we did not know Christ, when we did not know the truth, when we did not know the gospel. Once we know Christ and we know the truth, then we are absolutely 100% responsible for it. That's why in our gospel reading, Jesus doesn't mince any words. Foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. Well, he asks another, follow me. Well, first, let me go back and bury my father. Follow me. Well, let me say farewell to my family at home. Jesus is not saying don't bury the dead or not to be good to our family and our friends, but rather, as disciples, our eyes are always forward. Our life is constant motion. Our life is not like a lake where we just stay in one place, complacent, tranquil. But rather, the movement of a disciple is like a river that journeys from point A to point B and takes us to the heavenly homeland. May we not look back and become a pillar of salt. May our lives have meaning. May our lives be filled with courage. May we be resolute. May we not be like whitewashed tombs that look wonderful on the outside, but are devoid of life inside. Rather, May we empty ourselves of everything that is contrary to the gospel and have the courage to be filled with Christ. As St. Paul would say, it is no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. Another preacher would say, Do not be like one of those who says, Talk cream but they live skim milk. I like that. Do not be one of those many who, as the preacher says, talk cream and live skim milk. In other words, don't live a watered-down version of the Christian life, devoid of nutrients, filled with sugar, but rather make sure that we're the real deal, 
make sure that we are utterly acceptable in our discipleship. So there you go. We cannot set our hands to the plow and look back. But rather, my friends, we have to look forward. Jesus sets off to Jerusalem. May we have the courage to do the same.